What a wonderful afternoon it is to be joined by you, our regular listeners, our family in Gospel Lights Broadcast. We thank you for being with us, and we thank you for inviting others to be part of this program. We want to say thank you to all of you who have written to us, called or have seen us and said that you've been listening to the broadcast, and we want you to know that we're remembering you in our prayers. Some of you have asked us to to do just that, you or your family member, and we are continuing to do so. Um, we've got you on our regular prayer list. We want you to continue to write to us, give us a call, and we would appreciate you taking that time out to chat with us a little bit and let us know what the Lord is doing through these services each and every week. I'm your host, Ed Gibson, saying it's always my privilege taking these moments here with you, and I delight to be your friend and being here on this broadcast with you. A regular schedule on our services here is on Sundays. Our Sunday school is at 9.45 a.m., worship service at 11 a.m., evangelist service at 6 p.m., midweek service on Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Youth meeting will soon be starting up again on Friday nights at 7.30 p.m. And we would like you to know that our mailing address is the Gospel Lights Broadcast Post Office Box 346 West Bay, Grand Cayman, KY1 1301 in the Cayman Islands. Pastor Wallach is our senior pastor and she speaks to us today on Don't Be Distracted, Be Ready. And that's taken from Daniel chapter 12, verses 1 through 13. However, they would delight in receiving your your calls. You can reach them at um, 345-949-3394 or 345-916-5458. And our assistant pastor is the Reverend Jeannie Dickerson. We encourage you to call or write to us. We want to hear from you. Before Pastor speaks to us today, we are going to favor you with a beautiful number of songs from our congregation. You can join in with us today.
Well, thank you for joining us for the Gospel Light broadcast today. I'm directing your attention to the Old Testament, to Daniel chapter 12, verses 1 through 13. We're only going to be reading verses 1 through 4, and then we'll look at more of the verses together as time allows us. Verse 1 of Daniel chapter 12. At that time, Michael shall stand up the great prince who stands watch over the sons of your people, and there shall be a time of trouble, such as never was since there was a nation, even to that time. And at that time your people shall be delivered, every one who is found written in the book. And many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, some to shame and everlasting contempt. Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament, and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. But you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. Today, my friends, I want to talk to you about don't be distracted, be ready. Now, distractions can cause serious problems. Texting while driving causes serious accidents, and it may cost lives. A distraction that hinders you from keeping your eye on the ball can cause you a big lump on your head. And distractions can be deadly. Toward the end of 1941, as the Second World War was raging in Europe, the Japanese ambassador was sent to Washington, D.C., apparently seeking peace. However, back in Japan, the emperor was planning the attack on Pearl Harbor. You see, the Japanese Empire sent their ambassador to Washington, D.C. as a distraction. So the sudden attack on Pearl Harbor took the United States completely by surprise. That day, 2,403 people died because the Japanese ambassador caused a distraction. Distraction is a common tactic the devil uses in spiritual warfare. Our enemy is constantly seeking to distract us, to divert our energies, and to keep our eyes off his attack strategy. He wants to distract us from our calling and set us up for the kill. Whether it's things of the world, getting caught up in issues that are really none of our business, whether it's personal rivalries, whether it's pointless fretting and worrying, or whether it's fruitless endeavors to keep us too busy. Let's face it, we can all be easily distracted. We need to constantly keep refocusing our attention on those things that truly matter as we fight the good fight of faith. Be aware of this tactic of the enemy. Learn the lesson well. Because one of these days, Jesus will return, friends, and some people will miss the rapture because their minds and hearts are distracted and not stayed on him. Take a break. Check your activities and priorities for distractions. What is your major thought life about? 
What do you spend most of your time on? Prayer, service, study? What's the most of your conversation about? Encouraging others or the latest gossip on the street? Look and see if you're being distracted. Now, one reason why we should look at the life of Daniel and take into consideration what he says in this book, Daniel, is that Daniel's situation parallels our own. You see, Daniel spent his entire adult life as a believer living in a pagan culture. And you and I spend our lives in a pagan culture as well. We as Christians often pick up the worldly culture, lifestyles, tactics, characteristics, and methods. It means that we need to be careful. Jesus speaks of his followers this way in John chapter 17, where he prays to the Father for us. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them. For they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. And then Jesus says to us in John chapter 15, If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. And dear saint of the Lord, today you and I live in a pagan culture as well, just like Daniel did. And believe me, this world hates the Christian because we remind them of who they ought to be and how they ought to live. And the carnal mind is of this world. The carnal are against the saints. Daniel experienced this in the world that he lived in. Why, the world then tried to corrupt him, to eat meat that had been offered to idols. They tried to destroy him from praying. And they even threw him in the lion's den for it. But let me remind you that Daniel's God is our God too. And God is still on the throne. God is still in charge today. He's in charge of lives, of nations, of governments, of individuals. He is in charge of the past, the present, the future. He is in charge of good times, bad times, happy times, sad times. He is in charge when we are ridiculed and when we are praised. And just as God protected Daniel in those times, he will take care of us today. Now, at the end of the book of Daniel, Daniel is an old man. He is nearing the end of 70 years of ministry for God. And his age is over 80 years old, perhaps almost 90. And Daniel chapter 12 brings us to the end of his career as a prophet. But God isn't finished with Daniel yet. God shows Daniel some very important things in the future. God shows Daniel this will be a trying time. Verse 1. 
At that time, Michael shall stand up, the great prince who stands watch over the sons of your people, and there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation, even so that time. It will be a time of tribulation for Israel and the world. Since Michael is the appointed guardian of Israel, we may be sure that when Michael stands up, something is about to happen. Other places in the Bible says this will be a time of distress, a time of Jacob's trouble and tribulation. This time of distress will be like none other, but Jesus told us of the conditions of our world even before this distress happens. In Mark chapter 13, verse 8, Jesus the Master said, For nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There shall be earthquakes in many places, and there shall be famines and troubles. These are the beginnings of sorrows. Did you know that since the earthquake in California on July the 4th and the 6th, Over 3,500 earthquakes have happened in a week since then. I tell you, friends, the alarm is going off. Nations and people, groups today are at war against each other, neighbor against neighbor, family member against family member, organization against organization, sports groups against sports groups, distress has reached into homes, the workplace, schools, yes, and even churches. We right now have uprisings and petty battles at work in our world. But God, through Michael, is telling Daniel that for Israel and the world, it will get worse. Before it gets better, it will get worse. But there is deliverance. For here in verse 1, Daniel writes, And at that time your people shall be delivered, everyone who is found written in the book. This deliverance comes only at the end of the tribulation period. And who will be delivered or saved by the Lord? The answer is everyone whose name is written in the book. And what book is that, Pastor Wallach? It can be none other, friends, than the book That is called the Lamb's Book of Life. This is the book God keeps in heaven of the saved of all the ages. Only those whose names are written in that book will be admitted into heaven. All of us have books that we keep. Books of names that we write in. We have address books, date books, genealogy records, membership lists, church directories, business meeting records, and on and on we can go. And when you go to a nice restaurant, you're asked, do you have a reservation, sir? And if you say no, then if they're having a busy night, they'll tell you, I'm sorry, we don't have a place for you. When you go to the airport, you must have a reservation. And if your name isn't in their computer system, and if the flight is full, you won't get on the plane no matter how much you beg or plead. Well, friends, God has his books also. He keeps records in heaven. He has books that record everything that happens on earth. And he has the book, which contains the names of all the redeemed. 
And in Daniel chapter 12 and verse 1, the angel says that everyone whose name is written in the book will be delivered. That leads me to ask, is your name written in God's book? Do you know when your name was entered in his records? This is one reservation, my friend, you better keep check on and make sure it is up to date. And so, this will be a trying time. Don't be distracted. Be ready. Secondly, this will be a turbulent time. Verses 2 and 3. And many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, some to shame and everlasting contempt. Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament, and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. This, of course, is speaking about resurrection. There was a turbulence at Jesus' resurrection. Matthew 28 tells us about it. An angel appeared on the scene, and his appearance was like lightning, and his clothing was white as snow. Roman guards trembled in fear of him and became like dead men, the scripture says. And yet that same angel was a comfort to the women of, who followed and came to the garden tomb and looking for Jesus. And that angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here. He is risen. But my friends, there was a turbulence after the resurrection of Christ. There was turbulence in King David's palace. Herod, Herod was frightened Herod was afraid and there was turbulence at king in king Herod's palace there was turmoil at the house of Caiaphas the high priest of the temple there was turmoil among the Pharisees and Sadducees all of those at the temple were troubled the disciples of Jesus were troubled afraid and hiding the whole city of Jerusalem was in an uproar over the resurrection of Jesus because there were also others who came from their graves that day at the resurrection of our Lord. Matthew chapter 27 verses 52 through 54 records it. It says the tombs broke open and the bodies of many saints who had fallen asleep were raised after Jesus' resurrection. When they came out of the tombs they entered the holy city Jerusalem and appeared to many people when the centurion a Roman commander and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and all that happened they were terrified and said truly this was the son of God and even 30 plus years after the resurrection of Jesus Saul of Tarsus the die-hard enemy of the gospel was struck down to the ground, terrified, blinded, and groveled in darkness and despair because he saw the resurrected Christ and Saul was, a, was spiritually lost. God shows Daniel what is coming in the end times of our world. In verse 22, And many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake. That is resurrection, my friends. We commit the bodies of our dead, dust to dust, and in ashes to ashes, in sure and certain hope of the resurrection unto eternal life. Maybe you're asking, what does that mean to me? Well, can you imagine hearing the news some afternoon that the West Bay Cemetery has 63 graves that have opened up 
and the remains of those people are gone, do you think there will be turmoil among this district? Do you think there will be turmoil in Georgetown if if the uh, uh, cemeteries around there open up and there are are open graves? Communities such as West Bay and Georgetown and all over the islands will be at a, in an, a time of unrest. Lights will be on at night, up and down the roads, because people will be unable to sleep. People will be crying out, Why did I do that? Why did I say that? Why did I act like that? All because they were distracted and not ready. And at the close of the trying time and the turbulent time, it will be a triumphant time, verses 3 and 4 of Daniel chapter 12. Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament. Those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. But you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. I tell you, my friends, the time of the end is getting near. For the saints of the Lord who will be raptured and those who will be raised immortal and incorruptible and go to be with Jesus. It may not be much longer till Jesus returns. And then, oh, what glory awaits me in heaven's bright city. When I get there, such sights I'll behold. But for those who do not know the Lord, that resurrection will be a terrifying experience. Those who abuse their bodies through sin will be abused throughout eternity. Those who accused, mocked, and misused others will live with the consequences of their sins for all eternity. The rich man begged for Lazarus, the one he abused, to come and put one drop of water on his scalded tongue. It's a terrible thing to have to beg of anyone. But oh, how awful to have to beg from someone you abused, accused, or misused. But let's go to the end of the book and see what happened. Daniel, oh, go your way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed till the end, till the time of the end. But the wise shall understand. What started with defeat ends in a blaze of glorious victory. I close with two questions. Jesus is coming. Are you ready or are you distracted? Is your name written in the book? By that I mean is your name written in the Lamb's book of life? Are you enrolled in heaven as a true child of God? Well, then when was your name written there? If you're unsure, I urge you today to run to the cross of Christ and lay all your sins on Jesus. In 1917, the Ottoman Empire controlled the city of Aqaba, which seemed impregnable to any attack. Behind the city in every direction was a vast desert, and overlooking the city's harbor were huge naval guns protecting it against any, any enemy attack from the sea. But on July the 6th, 1917, Lawrence of Arabia bravely led a force of irregular 
Arab cavalry across this vast desert wasteland. And he swept into Aqaba from the north. In that surprise attack, Aqaba fell because its gigantic naval guns faced the wrong way and could not, be pro- could not protect the city from the invading forces. You see, their guns were headed, were pointed out toward the sea, but the enemy came in from the desert. Suddenly, the Turkish hold over Palestine was broken to be replaced by the British mandate, which eventually led to the creation of the State of Israel. The Ottoman Empire failed to understand and underestimated their enemy, and as a result, the right weapons were not in place to defend themselves against any attack. Let's not make the same mistake, dear friends, that the Turks made. We need to be careful not to underestimate our enemy. Let us not be distracted and have our guns pointed in the wrong direction at the coming of Jesus. Father, only you know when your son will return to earth. And only you know where all of us stand today. Help us not to be distracted, but to be ready. We ask in Jesus' name, amen.